Hello, and welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome back to the In the Word podcast. Truly do appreciate all you guys for tuning in, no matter where you are watching or listening from. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever it is that you tuned in from, I just want to say thank you. And I truly do appreciate you. Listen, we're not going to go through our usual rhetoric as we do sometimes before the podcast begins. I really want to jump right in. Uh, first and foremost, I pray that all of you guys are doing well. I pray that the week is going well so far. And once again, thank you for tuning in. Lately, I've been doing a lot of small videos online, uh, just sharing them on TikTok, the Instagram Reels, uh, Facebook. Uh, also here on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube. And I shared one recently, just just encouraging everyone to, to just stop and say, thank you, Lord. You know, just just whenever it comes to mind, I mean, even if you don't literally stop, but just take a moment within yourself to say, thank you, Lord. I appreciate you, Lord. And I was talking a little bit about that. <laughs> and, and another thing that I noticed before I, I say what I want to say, I noticed the video got a couple of dislikes, which was a little weird because I'm like, who doesn't want to thank the Lord for him being good and all of his goodness? But I don't know that, you know, I was very surprised by that because, you know, um, God has done so much for us. And just thinking about that, you know, um, I just started thinking about, you know, my own personal life, uh, the life of others that may be close in my in, in, in my life that I may have conversations with or or not even only them, but also just, you know, strangers that I may have conversations with, you know, or just seeing people's conversations and comments online. And even though God has done so much for us, you know, sometimes we can get to this place or get in this place where, you know, you would think that he hasn't done much for us at all, you know, especially when trials and tribulations hit our lives, you know, we can almost act as if, you know, God has never shown up for us, did anything for us, almost even act like we don't know him or know who he is, you know, and I was talking a little bit about that recently, just dealing with the children of Israel, how, you know, looking at what they went through in the book of Exodus um, and what they went through in the wilderness, how sometimes it could be so similar in our lives. And I think what happens is sometimes I think where we, where we miss it, and I'm talking about myself as well, is when we get in these, these situations, um, you know, uh, these trials and tribulations come our way and we get down and out and, and we, we almost start to lose faith a little bit and things of that nature. You know, the first thing we'll tell ourselves is, oh, well, I'm only human. You know, it, it starts to be about us. And I think that's where the problem lies, right? Because this is not about us. It's about him. It's about what he's done and what he's doing, right? Because if it was up to us, many of us will be living the old lifestyles that we were living. If, if it wasn't for him, you know, I, I don't know, I, I could be possibly in, in, in jail. I could be possibly dead 
or maybe back out of jail on the streets right now, running around, smoking weed, trying to sell drugs and things of that nature. So it was nobody but him that did it for me. He's done so much for me in my life, right? But when I get into these trials and tribulations, when we get into these trials and tribulations, we almost seem to forget about those things and we start to make stuff about us. And I think that's where we start to error in our ways, right? Because it's not about us. You know, it's all about him. He's the only one that can truly do it for us. All we got to do is be obedient and have the faith and the belief in him that he desires. And I was just thinking about all of this and I was just talking about it recently, you know, just thinking about the children of Israel. And we were reading First uh, Corinthians chapter 10. And um, when you get a chance, go and read that chapter, a, a beautiful chapter of scripture. Paul reminds us so much of what they went through and the mistakes that they made, you know, and the Bible says that these are examples for us. And I, and I read a couple of those scriptures. These are examples for us um, you know, so that we don't make those same mistakes or make those same decisions. But I think what we have to do is stop when we get into these places, stop going into the, I'm only human. God knows my heart. And, you know, like, no, no, we, our trust is supposed to be in him, right? Let's stop making things about us. Yes, it's happening to us, but we are no longer our own, right? He said, listen, if you put your faith in me, your trust in me, he says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I will always provide for you. In other words, I got everything under control. And listen, it's something that takes practice, right? When you look at Paul, he says, I learned how to be, you know, I learned how to be abased and I, and you know, I learned how to be abound. Like I learned how to be low and I learned how to uh, be high. Right. So it's a learning thing. It's something that as we continue to go uh, trial by trial, we continue to go through trials. You know, we begin to learn how to trust God. But if we've been in God for a long period of time and we seem to be stagnant and in the same place, then that is a problem. But when we were reading first Corinthians chapter 10, um, verse five says, but with many of them, this was Paul talking, God was not well pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness, talking about the children of Israel. And that word overthrown there means they were overcome or they were defeated. And I was sharing that when you look at their, their time in the wilderness or when you look at why they went into the wilderness, right? The Bible says that God led them into the wilderness that he might, you know, test them, prove what was in their heart. You know, um, you know, he allowed them to hunger at times because he wanted them to understand that you do not live by bread alone, um, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And sometimes he allows us in present day to go through certain things to where some things get a little dry and, and, and stagnant. And, you know, because he wants to see what it is, what is it that we're going to do in the midst of this trial. And I also was explaining if you really truly pay attention to their process, right? They, they came out of Egypt, they went into the wilderness and they were on their way to the promised land. And that's really what it is that we're living today, right? We we've come out of sin. We've came out of Egypt, that old life, right? We're here in the wilderness, living in wherever it is that you live at. This world is our wilderness because the Bible says we're just pilgrims passing through. That's all they were supposed to do in the wilderness. They wasn't supposed to be there long. They was just passing through. What? 
to get to the promised land, right? The land that was flowing with milk and honey. And that's what we're doing. We're passing through, you know, until it's time for us to go home to be with the Lord and live eternally with him. So this is our wilderness, right? But they were overthrown in the wilderness. And, and verse six says, now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. So they were lusting after evil things. We, we see that happening sometimes. We see that even in, you know, what we would, what's supposed to be church leadership, right? You, you you see people lusting after certain things and their focus is all, is all messed up, but they'll kind of shine it up and make it like it's all about, you know, it's a part of God's blessing and things of that nature. Instead of focusing on what really makes us rich and that's the spiritual side of things, we have no problem with the natural side of things. We have no problem with finance and things of that nature because we need to pay bills. There's things we need to buy. There's people we want to help. So we don't have a problem with that, but that's not where our focus is, is supposed to be. Those things when they come, they're just the ice cream and the cherry on top, right? But that's not where our focus is supposed to be. But when you look at the children of Israel, you know, they were lusting after evil things. You know, they were partying. You know, Aaron had built them a gold calf that they was worshiping. Uh, you know, they were tempting God. They were murmuring and complaining all the time. And as I was reading through these scriptures, I was showing that, listen, these are some of the same things that we do today. And even though, you know, God was was a cloud for them in the daytime, a pillar of fire by night, you know, and, and for them to see him part the Red Seas, kill all of their enemies, all of these different things, they still struggled and went through these things and went through these different emotions, you know, really got God upset. And I was saying how, you know, we can look back at them sometime when you read that story or read the story of the children of Israel, um, we can really get on them. And point the finger at them and said, man, they, they could never get it right. Why they couldn't get it right? If I would have saw God, you know, doing such and such, then, you know, you know, I would have been focused. I would have had all the faith in the world. But that's not true because here we are with the Holy Spirit living in us. Right. It, God is no longer just just on the outside of us, a pillar of fire, you know, uh, by night, a cloud by day. No, he's living in us. And yet and still we still make these bad decisions, still murmur, complain, tempt God and all of these things, right? But when you look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, you jump down to verse uh, 10, and, and don't forget, read this chapter for yourself, please. He says, neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured. I just said that. And they were destroyed of the destroyer. Once again, he lets us know, now all these things happen unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that think if he standeth, take heed lest he fall. That take heed means give careful attention to, right? So he says, listen, hearing all these things, reading about all these things, seeing what they did and what they went through in spite of God being right there, in spite of them drinking from that rock of Christ. He says, listen, take heed to this. You know, um, let him that think he stand up. If you think you, you know, you you got some type of substance in the Lord, or you think you, you know, you you you're in 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 this this certain type of place with the Lord, he says, take heed. He said, give careful attention to what they did. You know, lest you fall like this, because this is not a game. You know, out of nowhere, life can hit you, and if your foundation isn't sure in the Lord. 
it can become shaky and your whole vocabulary could change. Everything that you were saying yesterday could be totally different today. I've seen it in my years of being saved. I've seen it in my years of being in ministry. I've seen people that talked about how much, you know, they fasted and they did this and they did that. And some of them, you don't even really know if they belong, you know, believe in Christ anymore. So we got to be very careful and, and thank God that he's given us you know, told us about our brothers and sisters before us to give us examples of what not to do. And that's what life does, right? It constantly gives us examples to go through, to know that, listen, I, I shouldn't do that again. But guess what? Some Sometimes what do we do? We do the same things over and over again. And guess what we do? We'll blame God. You know, we'll make people think that our life is so bad or or it's not going well because of this and that. And sometimes it's just because of the decisions that we're making. It's just because we're tempting the Lord, we're murmuring, we're complaining, we're forgetting how much God has done for us already. And if he took care of us in the past, he can do it in the present. And obviously he can do it in the future as well. And that's what I wanted to encourage you guys this week on the podcast. You know, continue to learn to be content in whatever state you're in, right? And contentment means just being satisfied in God saying, listen, if God doesn't do anything else, I'm just glad I have him, right? And a lot of times people don't like to hear the word contentment because they think that contentment means that you're putting a ceiling on their life. Like there's no, there's, there's no way they can go higher or there's nothing else that can come into their life or, or so on and so forth. But that's not what contentment is. Contentment is saying, listen, whether I'm low or whether I'm high, long as I got the Lord, that is all that matters. And I think that's how we get ourselves off course because we forget that it's all about him. It's all about having him. As long as his spirit still dwells in us and he's with us, everything is going to be all right. We've seen people that God have taken his spirit back from. We've seen it in the scriptures. That's what we don't want. All that other stuff, all this natural stuff, these things that we desire and they're not bad in themselves. Those are just ice creams with the cherry on top, right? But the most important thing that makes us rich uh, on this earth is having the Lord and his spirit, having his word, being to, able to understand his word. That is what is most important to us. We cannot forget how much God has done for us. If we remember our testimonies, right, the things that God has done for us, if we keep those things in mind when trials come, we will be all right. That's the first thing we got to try to process in our minds before we process the problem and turn the problem into a movie. And I was talking about the book, uh, of numbers, right? If you, if you have a chance, when you, when you get a chance, go read numbers 13 and numbers 13, it talked about, you know, when spies were sent into the land to spy out the land, which God had promised to the children of Israel. And they go and spy out the land and guess what? <laughs> this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Just like God said, the land would be, that's exactly how the land was. It had huge fruit, everything that God said, a land flowing with milk and honey. But guess what? Some of them, not all, guess what? Some of them um, went uh, and that spied out the land and came back with they came back with an evil report. Caleb didn't come back with an evil report. Joshua didn't come back with an evil report. But some of the men came back with an evil report. They were holding on to the fruit, saying, listen, it's just like you said it. But 
But, and that's the problem that we have. We see God doing what he said he's going to do. And then there's that, but, but, you know, however, there's giants over there. We were like grasshoppers in their sight. How are you going to speak on how you looked to them? You're not them. They were like, we were like grasshoppers in their sight. And this really upset the Lord. And one thing I love about Caleb, he quieted the people. He said, listen, chill out, chill out, chill out. You know, let's go up at once and take this land. Why? Because God promised it to us. If God said this is our land, then we can go get it right now. But guess what? The, the other ones that came with him, they complained, they murmured, they talked about, you know, how they wasn't going to be able to take the land and how these guys were just these huge giants. But the problem that God had with them was, listen, you didn't do any of this for yourself in the first place. So why do you think you were going to do this in your own power? I am the one that's going to help you to get this job done. I am the one that's going to help you through this. And these are the things that we got to remind ourselves when these things hit our lives. It's not my battle. It's the Lord's. If this is the road that he led me down, if this is the place where he led me to be, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. We just got to make sure we on the path that God has chosen for us, because sometimes we could be all messed up because we took a different path because we went down a road that God didn't tell us to go down. But one thing about the children of Israel where they messed up at is that they forgot that, listen, it's not about you. It's not about you doing anything in your power. It's not about, you know, how you see the situation, because if if we go by how we see most situations, we're going to be defeated. And that's why we need God. And God was so upset with them. Um, when you get a chance, also read Numbers 14. Listen to what God says in Numbers 14 and verse 11. And the Lord said unto Moses, how long will this people provoke me? Listen, God took this as them provoking him by them not believing and trusting in what he told him. He says, listen, how long will this people provoke me and how long will it be er they believe me? That word er there means before. So he says, and how long will it be before they believe me? God's like, listen, how long before, before, you know, y'all going to believe me? Like, how long is it going to take? And then he goes on to say, for all the signs which I have shewed among them. He said, all these signs that I've shown you, parting the Red Sea, getting rid, rid of uh, Pharaoh, all of these different things that I've done. Like, what else do I have to do in order for you to believe me? And that's what God is saying to us today. I've done so much for you. What else is it that I need for you to do for you to totally stand on my word, totally trust in me. Listen, this is encouraging me. I, 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 I believe that it's encouraging somebody else, but this is what God is saying to us. And listen, in the day and time that we live in now, we need to be trusting God even the more like never before. So this is definitely no time to be standing on shaky ground, right? This, this is absolutely the time that we need to be standing on that rock and believing in that rock and, and, and knowing that exactly what he said he would do in his word and what he was said he would do over our lives is exactly what he's going to do. And a couple other scriptures in number numbers 14, and these are the last couple I'm going to read. I just wanted to hop on the podcast today to give you some guys something to think about, give you something to pray about, get in the word, fortify yourself, strengthen yourself in him, not in your, not in your own selves. And that's the problem. You know, when you really look at 
what goes on in the world, right? And that's why sometimes we got to be careful of the people we listen to because they're always trying to build us up and make us to be these great individuals. And I'm not saying that, you know, God haven't given us the abilities to do some great things and that, you know, we're just no good. And But listen, in our own strength, we've seen in our own lives where that's going to take us, right? So if we're going to be great in anything, let us be great in him, through him, right? But Numbers 14 and 22 says, because all this is God talking again, because all those men which have seen my glory, listen to this now. And, 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 oh, I want to take my time with this. Listen to this now. Listen to what God is saying, because we can, we can listen to this and hear this. And, and, and this is absolutely talking to us as well, right? He says, because all those men which have seen my glory, we've seen God's glory. And my miracles, some of us are walking miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness. So he says, listen, I did it when you was when you was in Egypt, which is symbolic to the world with us. Man, listen, I lost my mind, like literally smoking PCP, like lost my mind, gone. And, you know, in jail, in a mental ward, they put me in a mental ward in jail. It started before I went to jail. Right. I'm running around the streets, running up on people, you know, bugging out guys with guns that'll kill you. Listen, at the time that this was happening to me, the city I grew up in, Bridgeport, Connecticut, you can go back and Google this, in the 90s was one of the worst cities in the United States. And we had one of the worst projects in the United States to the point of where the project had to be torn down. Now you hear many people, and this is not glorifying that you hear many people talk about this project in this city and this state and this and that. Most of them are all still up. They had to tear Father Panic Village down because it was just, it was just so many terrible memories and so many bad things happened then and in that project. And, and that was what one out of, I think in the city, we had maybe like 10 projects, you know what I mean? And to me, I, I felt being out in the streets and running and selling drugs that those other projects was just as bad as father panic. That's how I felt. But father panic definitely was, was just, was just some other type of stuff. It was just definitely was dark, you know, just a lot of, I don't know. It just was, it was just insane. You know what I mean? The things that happened there, things that I saw, you know, being in that area, living in that area, being in that project. And, you know, thank God that the city of Bridgeport, we still dealing with some murders. I, I believe it was a murder a few days ago, but it's, when I tell you it's nowhere like it was back when I was growing up, it's, it's nothing like that anymore. And I give God all the praise, the glory and the honor for that. But for me to be running around in such a violent time in a wild time like that, bugging in my mind, running up on dudes, beefing with dudes, getting into it with the police. I got arrested a whole lot of times because I just was bugging out, just doing crazy stuff in different places and people would call the cops on me. God heal my mind from that to the point of here I am today, 2022, talking to you on a podcast, telling you the goodness of God, talking in clarity in my right mind, understanding the scriptures. Like, listen, nobody could have did that but God. Right. So he says, which I did in Egypt. He does. He did stuff for us in the world before we even knew him. And in the wilderness, he's still doing stuff, you know, even for us today, saved as his children in this land, in this nation, in this country, wherever it is you live at, in this world. He's still doing stuff, right? He's still doing miracles. We still see his glory. And he goes on to say, and have tempted me now these 10 times after he did all that in Egypt and in the wilderness, they still were tempting God, murmuring and complaining, you know, um, getting upset with Moses, getting Aaron to build him the gold 
calf because they said Moses was taking too long to come down and then had the audacity when he built the golden calf to say, oh, this be the God that brought us out of the land of Egypt, which obviously that was a lie. So they just was playing with God and God said, you know what? Listen, I've had enough. I don't, I don't have no more time to play with you guys. And it goes on to say, and have not hearkened to my voice. Surely they shall not see the land, which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. And that's not the place where we want to be, right? We, we don't want to provoke God to the point of where we don't live with him eternally, right? And and some people will say, "Oh man, how could I ever get to that place?" Or listen, God, God not going, God is not going to, you know, discommunicate Himself from you. It's us that walk away from the Lord, because Jesus said, "Can't none pluck you out of My hands." So the devil, we know the devil can't just come and take us away from God, right? But what he does is just like he did in the garden, he talks, he talks. And he tempts, you know, he makes you think that really God ain't really for you. Even though God built this beautiful garden for you, all these trees that he from except this one, he not really for you. So just listen to what I'm saying. Do your own thing and watch life be better for you. And that's how we find ourselves no longer abiding in the Lord, right? Doing our own thing, living our own life, excommunicated from God, don't want anything to do with him. And guess what? We never know when our life is going to end, you know, and with that being said, if your life ended today and you're not abiding in the Lord, you're doing your own thing. Guess what? You're dying apart from him. And that's what we don't want. Right. We don't want to be out here provoking the Lord. The Lord don't ask us to do much. All the Lord asks us to do is to be obedient. You know, touch not the things of the world. Don't try to be like the world. Don't be influenced by the world. Just trust me. I'll take care of you. It's not all about uh, the abundance of things. He, he remember he told a guy, he said, life isn't about the abundance of things that one has. Right. So this is not about accumulating a whole lot of stuff that doesn't make you uh, that doesn't make your life full. That doesn't mean that you're living life because you got a whole bunch of a whole bunch of stuff. Once again, those things are ice cream with the cherry on top. If you can afford something, go ahead and buy it. If you worked hard for it and, and did it legally and you, and you ain't con nobody or do nothing illegal to get it, that's your money. But that doesn't that doesn't make you somebody in life. What makes you somebody in life is having a relationship with the Lord, because when it's all said and done, that's what's all going to matter. When you go down in that casket, you're not taking none of that stuff with you. But prayerfully, when you go down in that casket, you had God with you so that you could be with him eternally. Listen, I pray that this encouraged somebody. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know and remind you guys, be thankful for uh, to the Lord because he's done so much for you. He's done so much for me. And in the process of giving God thanks and, and saying, thank you, Lord, and showing them how much we appreciate him. One way that we can really show them how much we appreciate him is to stand strong and trust him in the midst of our trials and tribulations. But know that I love you guys. And until the next time we hop on the podcast together, Shalom.